You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. Emily, welcome to Food Freedom Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, this is such a special episode. I feel like, you know, for people who aren't listening, Emily and I have, I mean, for people who aren't listening, <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. For people who, <laughs> for people who may not know, is what I meant to say. For people who aren't listening, for people who may not know, I know, gosh, and it's rainy and yeah. life. Anyway, for people who may not know, Emily and I went to Clemson together, so we have been friends for, gosh, a long time, long which time. also makes me feel very old, but yeah. you were like my, what would it be called, Prodit? I don't even know what the word would be, but you were like the person <laughs> I like always looked up to because you were a year ahead of me in school, so you would always give me tips of like, yeah, it's like 10 years ago time. now. Uh, it's crazy. It yes. is unbelievable. So all that being said, I would love for you to take a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners, just who you are, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. I would love yeah. To so I'm Emily Harland, and as Dylan said, we're both dietitians, obviously here in Nashville together, but we had a friendship prior to that, which has been just really special to kind of grow as friends, you know, professionally and personally. Um, so I'm married to my husband, Mike, and we live, um, with our one-year-old little boy named Micah and he just turned one about two weeks ago now. Um, so he's so precious and really keeps us on our toes. And as far as my dietitian uh, journey, it's been kind of a roller coaster. Um, I actually started out as an inpatient dietitian and, worked primarily with oncology patients and really loved kind of just serving in that capacity. Um, but once we moved to Nashville, um, started working more as an outpatient dietitian for a big company here in Nashville. And I'm primarily do telehealth now, um, because of COVID and I work with a large variety of clients, but have a really big heart for, um, working with disordered eating and also primarily with women's health issues. So whether that be like hormonal issues, fertility, pre postpartum, this is kind of like my new passion in my career, just because, you know, after going through my own pregnancy and, um, experiencing that postpartum journey, just have a really big heart for, for that and for women's health. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like with something like pregnancy and just the changes that happen to your body during and after Mm-hmm. pregnancy. Like, I feel like that probably gave you a newfound respect mm-hmm. and yeah, just perspective on like what that journey's like, especially I know you touched on disordered eating, like, especially in the culture that we live in, that's very mm-hmm. focused on like 
thinness, diets, all that sort of stuff where pregnancy Mm -hmm. takes us away from a lot of that for a very good reason. But then it's like the voices of our culture being like, how can we be pregnant and not gain weight and all Mm -hmm. of those things? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it like for you then being pregnant and just kind of navigating? I know we were talking before we hit record and you're talking about Mm -hmm. how pregnancy can be a very triggering thing for people who have had struggles with food, struggles with body image, which I feel like is probably a lot of women. Like, sure. Yeah. We've (laughs) all had our own journeys. And so then when you're Mm -hmm. pregnant, it's like, obviously your body's going to change and you're going to have different cravings and all of that. So yeah. So what was pregnancy like for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I have my own, you know, history. I feel like a lot of times as dietitians, we all have our own Mm -hmm. stories with food in our bodies and kind of dealt with my own, um, food and disordered eating journey starting in adolescence and overcame that, um, in, you know, through high school and college and really got to a place where I was in a healthy relationship with food, probably over like the past 10 years, I would say. And I think that, you know, as a dietitian, that personal experience really has you know, impacted the way I practice, but going into pregnancy, it was kind of an unknown journey for me. And I was a little concerned about how I would respond to that. Um, as far as, you know, my changing body and, you know, nourishing my body correctly. And, um, I think that, you know, coming in with the right tools and the right knowledge and, um, just really knowing that pregnancy is about, you know, your growing body is your baby (laughs) being nourished and your body is going to do what it's going to do to be able to protect your baby. And even if that means gaining more weight than your doctor said you're supposed to gain, that is just fine. And so for me, I just had to remember that every week um, of my pregnancy and remember that, you know, no matter how much my body changed or um, I was still, you know, doing everything I could do to protect my baby and that, you know, all the changes that were occurring were so that I could have a healthy pregnancy. And so I think that it just is a whole new territory as a woman Mm -hmm. to go into that and just really remind yourself, you know, of the truth about food and the truth about your body. Um, that, you know, just as we talk about with food, you know, that all the cravings you have during pregnancy, they're for a reason. So it's not just, you know, oh, I'm craving ice cream today for no reason. It's like, maybe your body needs more energy that day, Mm -hmm. or maybe you need more calcium or something like that. So just being able to listen to those cravings, there's nothing wrong with that. And so Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was just cool to get to finally experience that for myself and just kind of work through some of the, you know, insecurities and Mm -hmm. things that, um, I think all women who are pregnant you know, go through, yeah, um, and be able to come out of it on the other side and, you know, work with my clients who have been pregnant or who are trying to get pregnant and working through those body struggles. Cause now I have kind of a personal experience with it too. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, like you said, it's reminding yourself, my body is literally growing a human. And so mm-hmm. one, like, of course my weight is going to change because yeah. I'm human, but also being able to view it from a place of compassion of like, okay, if my body's craving ice cream, like Mm -hmm. even when I'm not pregnant, it's okay to give my body ice cream, but even especially when I'm pregnant and knowing that like 
my hormones and just my body's needs are all over the place. Like how mm-hmm. can I approach these cravings with a more compassionate lens of like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what my body needs. And like, yeah. if I eat like more ice cream today than maybe I normally do, that's okay. Like exactly this is clearly what my body needs. So what was that like knowing like the pressure our society puts on thinness and Mm -hmm. diets and all of these things. And then obviously when you're pregnant, Mm -hmm. you're naturally gaining weight. Like how is that living in a culture that like emphasizes thinness and then, you know, your body's changing and trying not like trying to make peace with that of like, my body's changing, but this is okay. Sure. And I think it honestly, sometimes I feel like when you're pregnant and you're supposed to gain weight, it almost just becomes easier Mm-hmm. And in a way, um, just a little bit more, like I'm not doing this for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that it kind of takes the eyes off of self when it comes to yeah. my body and kind of put it on, you know, my son's body. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think a lot of times, you know, it is helpful just to remember that it's not about just me anymore. And mm-hmm. so going through, you know, that and, my body changing and gaining weight. And it's not even just that. It's just like every single part of your body just changes. I mean, your things obviously change in their size, but it can change. Like your face color can change. Like all these things kind of go on and it can be tough to, you know, accept those things if you're just thinking about, you know, yourself. And I think that Mm -hmm. um, just remembering that like, this is for another life and, Um, at all the changes that are occurring, you know, as long as you're taking care of your body and, Mm -hmm. you know, providing it with the energy that it needs and that's going to, you know, hopefully lead to, you know, a healthy baby. And so I think Mm -hmm. that it did become a little bit easier during pregnancy to kind of accept those changes. Um, not easy (laughs) per se, but a little easier as far as, you know, gaining weight for that reason of Mm -hmm. growing a baby and knowing that, you know, Hey, my body might change after. And, Mm -hmm you know, that's a whole nother, you know, topic, but the postpartum journey is a whole Uh, different thing. Um, but just knowing that it's for another life and kind of not Mm. my, not my own. Yes. Which I love that. I feel like it takes the attention off of us and knowing like Mm -hmm. this, the purpose of this is I'm bringing another human into the world. So one, Mm -hmm. obviously I can expect my body to change, but two, it's ultimately not about me either. Sure. And I feel like so much of diet culture is focused on like self and like Mm, your body and self-improvement and like, Mm -hmm. it just is a whole, when you're pregnant, it's not about that anymore. And I think it can be so freeing even for us that have struggled with disorder eating to really be able to take that focus off of just yourself and take your eyes off of that self-promoting diet culture and really, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of place more emphasis on you know, how can I listen to my body? Cause I yeah. think that that's glorified during pregnancy. Right. Mm-hmm. So like listening to your cravings, listening to what your body's telling you yeah. during pregnancy, I think that's more normalized, um, mm-hmm. than it is after pregnancy. Yeah. So, which is crazy. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we should be paying attention to our cravings the same way after pregnancy yes. or before as yes. we should during, um, and I feel like that's almost glamorized of like, Oh, the pickles mm. and ice cream or, you know, yeah. all the weird things that people say. I never crave those mm. things to be honest. But <laughs> I know. I, I feel like those are probably the like old wives tales. Like you're yeah. pickles and ice cream. Like, yeah. I don't know if I've heard of anybody really wanting that. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So then even like, I would love to hear you talk to that more of like, I see it a lot where during pregnancy, like you talked about, like, it's like honoring your body's like, great, do that. Yes. Good, good, good. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the moment you give birth, it's then all of these messagings around like drop the pregnancy weight, get your body back, get like all these messages that feel like, uh, and you can speak to this way more than I have because I've never had a child, but I feel like you're going through so much already. You're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Your hormones are all all over the place. Like you're just, I mean, it's a whirlwind, I assume. And so then to have all of these messages from the media being like, oh yeah, and you need to lose weight. Like you've got to get back to your pregnancy weight. You've got to all the, or pre-pregnancy weight. Like, yeah, I would love to hear you speak to that more. Yeah, I feel like it just doesn't make sense that pressure that gets Mm -hmm. put on women, you know, right after they literally have a baby, they probably had some sort of like trauma and are doing a lot of healing after having the baby. Um, you don't sleep. So that's another aspect of things. And you're probably, you're maybe breastfeeding or you're trying to figure out how to feed your baby. And you're also being told that you need to lose all the weight that you gained during Mm -hmm. pregnancy to look the exact same. Like essentially Mm -hmm. I feel like the pressure and the, you know, what's said is you need to look like you never had this child Mm -hmm. as soon as you leave the hospital. Yeah. And if you do, then, you know, the lie is that something's wrong with you. If you don't lose mm-hmm. this weight, then this X amount of time. And mm-hmm. I just feel like people need to know that your body's probably never going to be the same after yeah. you have that baby. And that means that you are strong. That means that mm-hmm. you are, you know, powerful. Your body grew another life in it mm-hmm. and your body shouldn't be the same after that. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that it's bad if someone gets back to, you know, pretty much where they were pre-pregnancy mm-hmm. just, you know, naturally, but there's nothing, there shouldn't be this pressure, um, to look like something never happened yeah. post-pregnancy. And I think that there's so much, um, demand on your body after you have a baby, you know, there's physical demands, there's mental demands, you have increased needs for nutrients. You might be feeling more hungry you know, while you're breastfeeding or your body's Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, replace the nutrients that you lost during pregnancy. Um, and so the focus should really not be on weight loss after Mm -hmm. having a baby. Cause I think that there's so many other things that your body needs to recover and that requires you (laughs) to nourish your body well. So all of these like programs marketed to moms Mm that are, you know, telling us that we can lose the weight, they're usually, you know, really marked by restriction and marked by energy Mm -hmm. restriction. And that is the last thing that a new mom needs in addition Mm -hmm. to everything else. Because that just puts more stress on on your body and, you know, doesn't necessarily make you a better mom if you are, you know, restricted Mm -hmm. energy-wise. So Mm -hmm. that's so good because I feel like – there's so much pressure. And I also feel like a lot of this maybe has come with like the birth of social media too, in the sense of like, I feel like before social media, Mm -hmm. it wasn't as close. Like people didn't see your whole body throughout pregnancy and post pregnancy. Whereas now we almost see people's bodies every single day, depending on who they are and how they show up on social media. And so there's yeah. the expectation of like, oh, well, she just had a baby and now she looks like what yeah, you said. Like she doesn't even look like she had a baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, which like that's, another... like that's genetic too. Like the way your body changes, mm-hmm. the way your body carries oh, weight, yeah. let's go weight, all of that. 
but yeah, for sure. Pressure. The genetic thing is so big. And I think that, you know, the way your body carries the baby and the way your body handles after having the baby, mm-hmm. a lot of that isn't something you have control over. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that social media and diet culture lies to us and telling us that we yeah. do have control over that. We really yeah. don't. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, that comes to, to just not comparing your body, just like when you're not pregnant, not comparing yeah. your body to yeah. someone else's pregnant body that isn't, is never going to lead to anything good by comparing mm-hmm. that. So of like, you know, Oh, she looks better, you know, whatever she doesn't. Yes. It's a, you guys all, yes. everyone looks great. Um, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that too, you know, postpartum, everyone's body just responds differently. So comparing mm-hmm. your body to someone else's is never going to help. And I do feel like social media can make that worse sometimes, especially when we see pictures yeah. of these like celebs like rocking down the runway like yes a week after having a baby but you know that's Mm. a very extreme example but Mm. I think but it's so true and like so many times we don't see we're not following that person's every single move and so we don't Mm -hmm. see like okay are they waking up extra early to work out before they like their baby are they skipping meals are they doing things that are manipulating their body. And so then you were talking about all the demands you have as a new mom. Yeah. And then if you add on these demands of like, I need to work out this much, I need to eat this Mm -hmm. certain way. It's taking your attention away from where it should be focused, which is Mm -hmm. your newborn child that needs, like, I feel like that's probably such a crucial time to like show up for your child and put the focus on them instead of changing your body. For sure. And I mean, I know that especially like the first 12 weeks, like the fourth trimester period, is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of what they call it. It's so important just to spend that time with your baby. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like you have to go back to your doctor at six weeks. And then I don't, I mean, it depends on who your OB is, but some mm-hmm. doctors I've heard clients tell me before, or just friends and people say that their doctor was, you know, upset that they hadn't gotten back to their pre-pregnancy weight. I'm like, mm. why in the world would someone yeah. <laughs> care about that at six weeks uh, postpartum? Um, I think that's yeah. the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Um, mm-hmm. So find an OB that doesn't do that yeah. uh, is what I'm saying. Just find someone who's very, you know, not judgmental or very mm-hmm. inclusive about weight and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just so important to know that like you're, priority now is to care for your baby and to care for yourself and, you know, to do everything you can do to be the best mom you can be, Mm -hmm. um, and be the most rested and nourished mom that you can be postpartum. And I think that there definitely is a place for like movement and exercise postpartum, Mm -hmm. but it's probably not going to look the same, you know, as it did before Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Like it may be like a short walk around the neighborhood or something where, you know, in the past, maybe it looked different. But knowing that that's okay, because I feel like the stress, like you probably already have enough enough stress in that like first yeah. twelve weeks, if not more, of bringing home a newborn, especially when mm-hmm. it's your first child. Yeah. So the last thing you need to do is add on more stress around mm-hmm. what you can and can't eat, and like I feel like, and I remember like for you, Emily, like when you're mm-hmm. first born, like people are bringing you food, and it's yeah. like just to be able to have a meal that you didn't have to cook. Like, oh my gosh, so I can't yes. imagine then having the pressure of like, Oh my gosh, like so-and-so baked just this, you know, these amazing enchiladas, but like, Oh my yeah. gosh, like I don't want to eat that. Like yeah. that's the last thing you need. Like, no, like, okay, I have food. Good. Now I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> exactly. I think that, and that's really like such a great thing and such a, 
a way that people want to care for you postpartum is, mm-hmm. you know, by bringing you meals and it doesn't matter what it is, just eat and just yeah. enjoy it and be grateful yeah. for, you know, the food that was brought to you. And I mean, it takes mm-hmm. getting to a place with food in your body that, you know, where you're comfortable and where you feel like you can trust your body to, to mm-hmm. do that for you and to, you know, give you what it needs. And, but I think that, yeah, exactly. Like there's so much other stress, um, when you're in that postpartum period and food really doesn't need to be one of them and exercise too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that your body isn't, you know, isn't usually ready for right away anyway. Yeah. Um, but just being able to listen to your body after rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, jumping right into your, you know, super intense workout Mm -hmm. at six weeks, even if your doctor says to exercise, that might not be the best idea. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that's a very individualized depending on the person, but Mm -hmm. I feel like culture tells us to jump right into that intense fitness journey again. And that's usually (laughs) probably not the right idea for Mm -hmm. postpartum. Yes. Yes. And so then I would love to kind of talk into, I know recently, or maybe this was several months ago, you started an Instagram account, Food Freedom Mama. Is that mm-hmm. the name, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear more just about that and kind of what led to starting that because I think, one, that's exactly what postpartum and really all women need, mom mm-hmm. or not mom, but yeah. especially like moms. like Sure. Because also I think, and this is me getting long-winded, but I also think that moms, whether you're – have just given birth or you have like teenagers, like you yeah. have so many other priorities than your body and the foods mm-hmm. that you put in your body. And so I think yeah. specifically targeting moms is so important, like with what mm-hmm. you're doing. So yeah, I would love to hear more kind of what led yeah. to creating that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's, I'm so thankful that I feel like the dietitian community is more going towards, you know, this idea of having food freedom and, mm-hmm. you know, health at every size and more of that intuitive mm-hmm. eating model. And so I think that I'm really encouraged by the way that I feel like the dietitian community is going. Um, and I think that's wonderful, but I also yeah. felt like there wasn't a whole lot of resources for, for moms out there. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, what, what, what would it look like for me just to share some thoughts, yeah. you know, coming from a professional perspective, but also kind of like my own personal journey. Um, as a mom uh, in pre and postpartum and just kind of sharing and kind of having a space for, you know, of encouragement for moms regarding nutrition and body image and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, you know, when you become a mom, you're not only responsible like for your own body image and body thoughts and food thoughts, Mm -hmm. you're now responsible for a whole nother person's. And I think that's such a big thing to discuss because, you know, your body image and the way you talk about food to your kids is going to affect their life. Mm -hmm. And so getting to a place where you can be in a healthy place with food again and in a healthy place with your body is so important when you become Mm -hmm. a mom. And so I kind of really just wanted to create it for that, um, for that reason and really, you know, helping other moms, come to a place where they, they feel like they're in a healthy place with food in their bodies so that their kids, you know, maybe don't have to experience the same, um, disordered patterns that maybe they did. And so I just feel like it's such a huge area, um, you know, where we, we need to focus. Um, mm. yeah. yes. And I love that you brought that up about like how your kids 
notice that. Like Mm -hmm. even from an early age, they notice if you're dieting, if you're eating something different than they do, if you're making comments about their body, like we had friends over this weekend and they have a almost one year old. I think I want to say he's like 10 months and they were even telling us how he has picked up on like when they take a sip of water and how they make just kind of that, like, yeah, kind of like whatever sound that we make yeah. after we drink water, like That's he's so picked cute. up on that. And so yeah. it's like, if a 10 month old who like, I don't think he could tell, like, he could probably say like mama, dada, sure. but like, if a 10 month old can pick up on that, like I can't even imagine what yeah. a two year old, a three year old will be able to pick yeah. up on. And Absolutely. I mean, I see it like, I would say probably nine times out of 10 with clients mm-hmm. that body image stuff roots back to yeah. specifically their mom, sometimes mom and dad, but specifically yeah. their mom. It and, does. and not that it's like our burden completely to bear because we can't a hundred percent control no. that, but there's a, yeah. there's a huge role that moms yeah. can play in that mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And I think that it's so important to just be aware of your own relationship with food you know, when you become a parent so that you can, you know, obviously there's so much grace for, you know, if you struggle with those mm-hmm. things, but yeah. just finding help with, mm-hmm. with maybe some disordered eating patterns when you become a mom, if you're still struggling with those things is so important. And I think I just wanted to create a space to share and some encouragement. And mm-hmm. also, I mean, I feel like there's so much pressure, you know, when it comes to just feeding your kids too. I mean, that's yeah. a whole nother aspect of it, of, you know, what are you feeding your kid? Are you breastfeeding? Are you formula feeding? All of that Mm. too is a whole another aspect um, of kind of like the mom judgment when it comes to food in a whole nother way. And that's something, you know, I experienced a lot of, you know, when I first had Micah, I had a really tough time breastfeeding and, you know, had to come to a place where I was okay with not breastfeeding because Mm -hmm. it was causing me to, you know, suffer mentally and physically and all of that. And I mean, I know that that's another, you know, thing that our body does for us is, you know, you breastfeed their child, but it doesn't work Mm -hmm. for everybody. And I think that's important to also, you know, remind women is, you know, everybody has their own story when it comes to feeding their baby too. Yes. And even from like giving birth, like I feel like there's Mm -hmm. probably a lot of, you know, embarrassment or just thoughts around that of if, you know, Mm -hmm. you're able to have just true like vaginal birth or if you have a c-section and then how you feed your child it's like there's all these pressures and so like you said Mm -hmm. remembering like every person's story is unique and is what their body needs Mm -hmm. what their body can do what their child needs and so not comparing one story to another which exactly you're said the none but yeah yeah yeah, that's so good for sure so for any for people who are listening who maybe are currently pregnant, maybe have been mm-hmm. pregnant, or maybe for people who have the fear of, okay, I want to be pregnant one day, but I'm also mm-hmm. very scared about like my body changing. Yeah. What maybe if there was like one like tip or like piece of advice that you would want to share with them just mm-hmm. around like pregnancy, postpartum, your body changing, like all of that. Like what's maybe yeah. something that stands out that you would want that sure. to know. And I would say too, I mean, if it is so hard to think about that, if you're, you know, if you've struggled with your body and with food and you're worried about how you'll feel when you become pregnant, that is a really valid concern. 
Um, but to that, I would say too, you know, is it more important for you to be a mom and to be uh, a mom who feels free around food and feels free with her body um, and is, you know, able to fully be there for her child because she's not worrying about food and, um, or is it more important, you know, to have a smaller body or all of those things. So I think that it just kind of goes back to weighing, you know, your life does not get better <laughs> by having yeah. the perfect body and mm. the quality of your life does not necessarily improve by having the body you had pre-baby. And so just remembering that, um, as you're going into that pregnancy journey or you're, you're trying to get pregnant, like even if your body changes, that doesn't mean that your life quality goes down. And so yes. I think that that's just something that I feel like diet culture lies to us by telling us, you know, by having this body, your life will get better, which is not true at all. <laughs> it's so silly no. when we actually think about it, it doesn't make any sense, but um, so kind of going into pregnancy and surrounding yourself with body positive and, you know, the right kinds of resources, you know, following um, dietitians who truly know what they're talking about when it comes yes. to nutrition and um, pregnancy and, you know, kind of just allowing yourself not to have to look at um, the more toxic, you know, images and stories. Yes, that... Uh that whole time you were talking, I was like, Mike, drop. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. But I mean, it's so true. Like diet culture paints this picture that mm -hmm. our life is better if we're small and it's not true. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if anything, you realize your life gets like worse in this pursuit mm -hmm. of shrinking your body. Like yeah. Yeah. it ruins your life. And so yeah. when you let go of that and let your body actually be Mm -hmm. pre-pregnancy when pregnancy isn't even a thought in your mind sure during pregnancy sure. after all the things yeah yeah oh, that's so and good. I feel like too if your fear is that your body's going to change and that's why you're you know you don't want to get pregnant is because your body's going to change then you, you may have some work to do when it comes to mm -hmm. to that and I think that's okay and that's yeah. you know yeah that's that's just something that you know I feel mm -hmm. like can kind of give you a litmus test of where you're at with your, mm, with yes. your body and food going pre-pregnancy. And that's something, yes. you know, maybe working towards, um, you know, prior to getting to that point, but just remembering too, that, you know, your life does not get better because yeah. you have a smaller body. Um, yes. you know, pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, um, yeah. all of the seasons. Mm. And another thought that just popped into my mind is even just like, the gift and privilege that pregnancy is because I know there's mm -hmm. so many women out there yeah. and I want to oh, like yeah. say this because oh. I feel like there's probably hundred percent like yes. who can't get pregnant or who yeah. try for years. Yes. And so I feel like those women are probably like, I would do, I don't even care if I gain however yeah. many pounds, like 100%. I just want to be able to grow a baby. Yeah. And so being able to think about that of like the privilege that being able to have the ability to grow a child mm -hmm. that it's so easy. And this is where like diet culture and all of this comes in mm -hmm. of like trying to take our mind off of that and onto like, well, okay, maybe you're growing a child, but don't get in this weight of like, yeah, wait, this is a gift. And I want such to be able to share this gift. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's such a gift and such a miracle. And yeah, yes, you're exactly right, Dylan. I mean, there's, you never know like what will happen with everyone's fertility journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that, you know, is so different for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. 
But I know for some, it can take a very, very long time. And for some, it's not possible to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But also, it doesn't mean that your body, there's nothing wrong with your body. Um, And I think that even if you get pregnant quickly the first time, it might take a while the next time. Or maybe Mm -hmm. you're just not able to. But it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you um, in your body just because you are not able to get pregnant. And that's such a, such Mm -hmm. a hard thing. And I know that there's so many that struggle with that. And um, I just think that pregnancy brings to light and trying to get pregnant so many personal things about your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of times if we don't look at it in the right way and through the lens of truth, then we mm. can think that our body is failing us. Um, yeah, but it's not. And I think mm. your body's doing everything it can do, you know, to protect you. And, um, yeah, but that goes without saying it just, there's so many that, you know, have a different story when it comes to their fertility journey. Mm. Yes. That's so good. So switching gears, the way I Mm -hmm. love to end episodes is to talk Mm -hmm. about just what your favorite food memory is. That's one of my favorite things about people because I feel like food and I know for you two, probably as dietitians, like one of the reasons we got into it is because we love food and we (laughs) talk about food a lot. And I think that's, a, a really fun thing about this idea of food freedom is being mm-hmm. able to bring oh, back yeah. life to food and knowing mm-hmm. like you're allowed to enjoy food. Food is more than just yeah. fuel. And so I would love to hear maybe what is one like favorite food memory you have, whether it's like a recipe you make or yeah. a restaurant or a family recipe. Like what is one food memory that yeah. stands out? For sure. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day of like, you know, I feel like when you have freedom with food, you're actually able to enjoy, you know, time with the people you love more, um, mm-hmm. because you're not worried about, you know, what you're going to eat or, um, yes. what restaurant we're going to go to or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, um, my husband and I met in Charleston and, you know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories is just us dating and, you know, going out to dinner in Charleston to our favorite like Italian restaurants, or mm-hmm. we love, we love a place called wild olive and it's like, yeah. on John's Island. It's a delicious like Italian restaurant. Mm. So I kind of think about those things of like just being able to enjoy like all of that food and taste things and, you know, enjoy time with him um, rather than worrying about food. And I yes. think now um, to just really, especially during COVID, just kind of getting in yeah. the kitchen and like baking. And mm-hmm. um, that's a, been a fun thing for, for me too. But I would say memory wise, just being able to be, you know, grateful for Mm-hmm. not struggling with food anymore and mm-hmm. being able to go out to dinner and not worry about that. And, um, yes. yes, just enjoy the moment and be present and, you know, eat what I want, which is awesome. Yeah. Yes. And so oh. freeing. Yes. Oh, I love it. So for anyone who's listening that wants to maybe follow along on with food freedom mama and just kind of yeah. hear more from you and kind of your voice and your heart behind that, where can people find you? Yeah. So just on Instagram, um, my account name is just food freedom mama all spelled out. Um, and yeah, so I just have been sharing some kind of encouragement for, you know, prepartum postpartum, um, as far as food and body image goes. So yes, Mm. would love to kind of chat with you there and for you to follow along. Oh, so good. Well, this conversation was so, so good. And I, I think it's going to impact so many people, um, even people who 
haven't been, aren't pregnant, wherever your story leads you. I think Mm -hmm. body image is something that impacts a lot of us. So for sure, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation today. Thanks for having me, Dill. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition for more inspiring content on food freedom, intuitive eating, body respect, and many other things. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it to reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe so you always catch our latest conversations. See you next episode.